while the world is quick to tell you all that it's against, Uptown Church wants you to know we're for. We're for doing what's right and fixing what's wrong. We're for lifting up prayers and breaking down barriers. We're for the brightest, boldest, loneliest, finest, and most flawed among us. And most importantly, we're for you. Uptown Church. In the city. For the city. Hey, well, good morning. Good morning. If I have not gotten a chance to meet you, my name is Joy Gonzalez, and I'm the campus pastor here at Uptown Church. And I have been out of town the past few weeks, and it's so good to be back. Um, has anyone had that feeling after going on even an incredible trip that you just can't wait to get home? Like, I don't know what it is. You can be in Hawaii in the most beautiful places in the world, but there is nothing like coming home home. And I, I felt that way when I walked into this place this morning, that it was good to be home. And it, that's my prayer for you today. That's my prayer for all of us every single week, that as we walk through these doors, this place, this community that we call church, that it would almost feel like coming home again. So it's good to be with you this morning, especially as we are wrapping up our Red Letters series. The past few weeks, we have been looking at the words that Jesus spoke, particularly the stories Jesus told about God's work in the world, about who God is and what God is up to in the world. And in many Bibles, those words of Jesus are highlighted in red. So we thought, yeah, that's pretty clever. We'll call it the Red Letter Series. So that's what that's about. But as we wrap up today, I was reminded of this experience my husband and I had a, a few years ago. We, um, well, I guess it's been more than a few years, but uh, right after we got married, we decided we were going to buy our first house together. Has anyone recently or ever bought a home or condo or your own property? Okay, well, we were so excited because we're going to, like, check this big box off of, like, life, like buying a house. And so we started looking. We had this great realtor, Dave, and he was awesome. Um, but what we quickly realized was that we picked the absolute worst time to buy a house. The market was so hot in the city we were living in at the time that what we would have been able to afford um, and gotten was not available to us. So we were going to have to make some adjustments to our wish list. We had looked at dozens and dozens of homes, been in a bidding war, and realized we're going to have to like put in more than asking price every single time. Anybody know what I mean? Or, and definitely going to have to settle. Well, we were about to give up. We were, we were done. It was months and months and months of looking for the perfect house until we found it. We walked into this home, and it was, we were looking for a historic home. It was a 1912 build Victorian home with a wraparound porch where we could put some um, rocking chairs. It had all this charm and character, but somebody had previously renovated it, so it had the nice open floor plan, too, so it was like the best of both worlds. And we instantly, like, fell in love. We were those people who were like, doesn't matter how much it costs, we have to have it. <laughs> um, but as we toured the home for the first time, we had fallen in love with it just from pictures. 
we noticed that there had been so much settling in the house that from the front door to the middle of the living area, there was like a slant that went down about eight inches at its lowest point. So you just kind of like did this, you know? And I was like, that's okay, I love it. We'll buy it and just not get chairs with wheels, okay? Like, we can do this. You know, when you're so desperate, you're just like, it's gotta be the one. I was like ready to settle. But Dave, our realtor, and all of his wisdom said, Joy, hold on. That could be a sign of foundation issues, like sunken in floors, sinking, sagging. Like we need to get that checked out. And I read over the homeowner's report, and they're like, no, they say it's great. Let's just, let's buy it. He's like, no, you can't just listen to the home seller's opinion. So we, we did. We had brought in several inspectors, and actually we brought in a structural engineer to, like, really look at the bones of the home because we were not going to purchase this beautiful home as it was without knowing that it was structurally sound. And I'm so glad that we did because two years later, a tornado came through that neighborhood just a block away and destroyed multiple homes. And then the year after that, there were severe thunderstorms that wreaked havoc in our city and our basement flooded. And we could have had all kinds of issues that we thankfully did not have if the foundation were not secure. I tell you all this not because you are not at church and rather at an HGTV seminar, but because this story today that we're going to look at that Jesus tells, he tells about foundations, and he tells a story about two home builders, two different houses, two different foundations, one storm, and two very different outcomes. And in fact, when Jesus tells this story, it's like the only time in the New Testament that he actually gives commentary on his own words. So it's like Jesus kind of putting the last word on his own words, telling us this is how you're supposed to take these red letters and understand them and what you do with it. So um, I'm going to let Jesus have the last word today. That seems like a safe thing to do in church. But Jesus tells this story, and it goes like this. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Jesus says, when you hear these red letters, when you hear these words of mine and you actually take them to heart, it's like building a house on the right foundation. Even if storms come, it stands. But if you don't, the opposite happens. It's like building your house on a weak foundation, and so it can't take the storms that come. The first people hearing this story, and maybe you feel this way as you hear Jesus' words, would have kind of gotten a little 
like frustrated by that or irritated by Jesus telling this story. It would have felt a little harsh to hear. And, and the first thing that would have really maybe started to irritate the first hearers of this story would be the fact that Jesus talks about this imminent storm that comes. He basically says, here's the deal. Both men, one is wise and one is foolish, but they both face the same storm. The storm is indiscriminate against the person and their wisdom or their foolishness. They don't stop or they can't even stop the storms. The storm always comes. And it would have been really frustrating to these people first hearing this story Jesus tells because he starts off this whole sermon, which this story is encased in, he starts it off by saying, happy is the person, blessed is the person who. And so they think they are going to get from Jesus the keys to how to be a blessed happy, successful, secure person. That's what Jesus is supposed to tell them after he says, blessed is the person, happy is the person who X, Y, Z. I mean, have you heard that maybe in your time going to church or growing up someone saying, there's something to this effect, this equation that you take your life, you add Jesus and it equals fill in the blank. It equals health, wealth, prosperity, the good job, the right spouse, the right friends. It equals the good life. Just add in Jesus. Blessed, happy, there you go. But then Jesus comes along and he says to these people, no, no, here's the deal. Storms come. It doesn't matter if you add me to your life, you're still going to face storms. And they're like, great. In fact, Jesus actually multiple times tells his disciples that. Follow me, it will make your life good, but um, not easy. You might actually have more trouble because of following me. Jesus basically says, more Jesus, more problems. Okay? <laughs> Biggie Smalls did not come up with that. Jesus came up with that. More Jesus doesn't necessarily mean less problems it can sometimes even mean more. Further, Jesus goes on and, and he doesn't stop there. They're like, oh man, come on, man, this is such a letdown. But Jesus continues. And he makes this distinction between hearing and doing. That simply hearing or reading the red letters of Jesus isn't good enough. And he says this to a group of people who have been listening for about three chapters and who knows how long, how many days that was, that they've been listening to him, following him. But he says there's more than just hearing. And, and I think the message translation of these scriptures really make it clear. So we're going to read those scriptures again from the message translation, which is a more modern translation on scripture, a little bit of a more narrative approach. And it goes like this. It says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, not homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build your life on. 
If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. The rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house because it was fixed to the rock. He goes on to say, but if you just use my words in Bible studies and you don't work them into your life, you are like an unwise carpenter who built his house on this sandy beach. The rains came when the storm rolled in and waves came up. It completely collapsed like a house of cards. I love that translation because it makes a really good point for us. It says that these words of Jesus are not just an addition to our life. And if you think of this home metaphor that Jesus is placing before them, in addition to your house, more walls in a house does not make a home secure. You can add more walls, but that doesn't mean it can bear the weight and the full load of the house. Jesus is saying, no, your life like a house needs a foundation, your life needs a foundation. And it's these words of mine. They're not just walls you build in, a cute den on the back side of the house. It is a foundation to restructure your entire life around. So here Jesus is telling them, follow me, storms will come, and your entire life is not secure unless it is founded upon me. What do these people have to be thinking at this point? What, what must they be going through their minds? Like, I don't know if we signed up to follow the right guy. What? More problems? More Jesus? What? But Jesus knows something that they know deep, deep, deep down. And I think something that you and I know deep down that maybe we're not always honest about, that there's something within each one of us. There's some void in us that we are always longing to fill. That all of us need to found our lives upon something we neither need to tether our souls, our beings, our existence to something in this world. But sometimes we don't know what that should be or don't feel very secure in what we have placed it in. In fact, marketing people know that we are looking to found our lives upon something. Because every ad you see is, if you buy this. That perfume, that cologne will bring the guys, the girls, the relationship you could have always wanted. That car, you get that thing on the open road, you put the top down, you are living the free, happy life. They know that we need something to invest our life in something that we feel holds us secure, whether it's a product, a belief. And so Jesus tells them this story, not to discourage them, but to remind them. That's what parables do. They either tell us things we don't know or remind us of things we have forgotten. And Jesus says, maybe you didn't know. 
Or maybe you have forgotten for just a minute that all of those other things in life don't satisfy like I do. That none of those things, even though they can make you happy for a while, can keep you secure when life doesn't go the way you plan. When the storms come, because guess what? They always do. It's the routine doctor's appointment that reveals that something is not regular. It's coming home and your spouse telling you they, they don't love you anymore and you have no idea where that went wrong. It's the joy of trying to have kids and then realizing that maybe you're not going to be able to fulfill that dream or desire you can fill in the blank. I think all of us can. We have something because we've had a friend or our family or it's been us who have been taken off guard by the storm. And in those moments, Jesus says, whatever your life is built upon, whatever the foundation of your life is, that determines if you can move on. And he says the best, most secure way to found your life is on the words, on the teachings, on the very person of Jesus. Because the storms may come, they may blow, the winds may come, but the center will always hold. I think those first listeners would have been like, ah, oh, I got it. I think for you and I, that's what Jesus is saying to us today. Friends, the center can hold even if everything else in life falls apart. When, when your existence, your being is held secure and the only thing, the only person who holds everything secure in Jesus. I... I, I love, there's a preacher that I love to listen to, Andy Stanley, and maybe you know him. And he always says this statement, and it rings true, I think, in what Jesus is trying to say here. He says, following Jesus will make your life better because following Jesus will make you better at life. When you orient your life and secure it and found it in Jesus, it radically changes the shape of your life because it's not an addition. It makes you better. It changes who you are. It transforms you. And that's what Jesus is saying. Follow me because I not only secure your life, but I make you better at living life. Jesus gives us three things, and I want to close here on how we can secure our foundation in Christ. But, you know, I, I was thinking about, again, our first house and how you would go about in your life today spotting foundation issues. Because you can spot those things in a house, you know, cracks in the wall, a sagging floor, but how do you spot foundation issues in your life? How, how do you know if your life is founded on Christ or not? I mean, you and I are in church. The people Jesus speaks to and tells the story, they, they were followers of Jesus, hearers of the words of Jesus. But one of the key things that sticks out to me in the story Jesus tells is that one of the men, the wise man, built his house on a good day just like the foolish man did, because you build things, you build homes, buildings on good days, not on days where there are storms. 
But the wise man built with the future in mind, whereas the foolish man built with only that day in mind. Friends, how do you plan for your life? Is, do you see today as its own thing with no mind to what may come? That might be an indication that there's something off in the foundation or it's not so secure in who Jesus is in the person of Christ. Or do you see the things that you do and can maybe excuse some of the habits in your life because it's, it's one time or it's one time here or there. And, and you see the things you're doing as just mutually exclusive events. They're not accumulating to build the whole. That might be an indication like the foolish man building the house that something is off with the foundation. But the good news is the best way to build strong foundations, the best way to be on the defense against foundational issues is to actually go on the offense. It's not wait till you need to fix a foundation to begin working on a foundation. And so Jesus tells us what to do. He says, to build a foundation on Christ, you need to know the things Jesus knows. What we're doing here today, coming and reading the red letters of Jesus, going to Bible studies, being in small groups, learning, growing, and knowledge of the things Jesus says. But he says, that's not it. That's not where you stop. It's then doing, putting into practice the things that Jesus has said, doing the things Jesus does, loving as Jesus has loved, forgiving as Jesus has forgiven you, giving back as Jesus has given to you. And then he says, then you do that again the next day. You put that on repeat and you grow in that desire and love of God. It's not a choice you make one time. It's a choice you make every single day. Paul says, I get up and I, every day, I choose to work out my salvation. Every day I choose to follow Jesus. And that's what Jesus says, to build a foundation we choose every day until it becomes the thing we get up and that desire drives us. You gotta know what Jesus knows, do what Jesus does and desire Jesus like nothing else. Thanks for listening today. Wanna to connect with Uptown Church? Visit uptownchurchdallas.org or follow us on Instagram. And be sure to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. for in-person worship at House of Blues in Dallas. God is with you. God is for you. Go in peace.